Welcome back to Two Under Par. This week we have the John Deere TPC, whatever you want to call it, classic. Um, no Samo this week. I guess he's got a late night of practicing because he's got a tournament or qualifier or some shit coming up. Is that is that what's going on? Yeah. So it's just me and Tony here. The uh, New Jersey Open, is that what it is? Yeah. It must be something like that. Well, hopefully he actually plays well because every time a Martell lately gets into any uh, qualifier of some sort, just absolutely piss down our legs and forget how to play golf. So hopefully uh, he breaks that streak for the whole family. That would be nice. Agreed. So just a quick recap of our week last week. A tough, tough ending for our boy, the gala. Um, that would have been great for us, but obviously also great for him because he's only had, he's still under like 50 career starts. And now he's got two of these heartbreak finish choke jobs. Basically. I mean, I'm going to call this one definitely was a choke job. And I hate using that word in golf and all my other buddies call it a gag job. And I'm like, dude, you, you've never been out there. Like you don't understand, but I gotta be honest. It was, and I don't know if it's a game plan thing, like, 17 at waste management you got the tournament in your back pocket just play smart and he hits a club that brings water into play 18 travelers you got the tournament in your back pocket although you know hindsight's 2020 is xander making birdie knowing he has to make bernie you never know right, the pressure right. is different so you got to play back of that bunker he hits that little he has like a one iron driving iron that leaves him it would leave him short of the bunker and he's still going to have at most a seven iron in. Like it just was a poor play, poor club choice. Um, yeah, and I at the same, and I do too. And at the same time, though, like you hear him talking, he's like, "I've hit that drive, that shot a million times. It's my favorite shot to hit. It just didn't cut." So that at the same time, I'm like, "Yeah, I understand it." Because if he makes birdie there, it's definitely over. Like he won, he wins with a birdie, and. Yeah, I'm not going to fault him for playing aggressive golf. Like, in that situation, that's aggressive. He didn't want to play conservative. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to the Mito. It goes back to Mito, right? Mito at the PGA. He hit a bad shot, and you can question if that was the right shot. But in his mind, he says that's what he's most comfortable with. So, yeah. But Mito also had a just absolutely disgusting swing at that. Like, you could tell how nervous he was. Tagala, I think he hit the right shot. Ball just didn't cut for him. It cuts five yards, and... We're chilling. Chilling. Yeah, five yards got, got a little flip wedge in. Yep. And and we've got to win. So, you know, in hindsight, is it a choke job? Uh, you can argue yes. You can argue no. I mean, he sh it's golf, man. That that happens. Um, but when you get into the bunker We all like had that, him, though. That one, that one hurts. because It does. We all had juice on that. Yeah. And, you know, when you make that mistake and get into the bunker. And, and then secondly – he, the last thing I expected him to do was blade that. The absolute last oh, thing I expected him yeah. to do right there was blade it into the lip. I'm like, there's no way he's acting. Like, there's the one thing you can't do there is blade it into the lip. He knows that. At worst, he'll just chunk it out and have a chip and a putt for par. Right. And he blades and it And at right the end of the, the day, lip. that's not – at the end of the day, it, not saying it's an easy shot. By no means is that an easy not. shot. I've been in that bunker. You're that close. I mean, that's a steep TV doesn't do that justice, but you know, the one thing your one swing thought should be what you cannot do. Then. 
And if you're worried about that happening, then you need to pick a different club. Right. I agree. So all around um, a good tournament, though, uh, I for all my placements, I literally broke dead even. So Rory top five didn't hit. Harmon top 10, backdoor sneak piece, little plus 400 there. We love, bro. That was sick. uh, We love a, we love a Brian Harmon backdoor top 10 right there. Sam Burns top 20, miscut, played like shit. Maverick McNeely top 40, miscut, played like shit. And then my favorite pick of the day, uh, the week, Nick Hardy, my boy, top 10. We had him top 40 at plus 200. And the heartbreak, the heartbreak squad ride. Of Hayden Buckley, top forty at plus three fifty. That was gross. He bogeyed the last. Bogey's oh eighteen after birdieing seventeen to get inside the top forty. That would have been a plus three fifty. That would have been beautiful for the squad ride to hit there. Um, that being said, so down to run back Hayden Buckley this week. I am too. So I'm down. on him for everything, dude. So down. So. Before we get into ours, this is what Sam likes. And Sam had a good week. He he sniped the fuck out of JP Post, and I thought that was a terrible pick. Uh, he comes out with a little first-round leader action, which I was on, by the way. That was I hit, crazy. I hit both first-round leader. I hit Rory early on at plus 2,200, hedged with Poston at plus 700 later in the day, made out like a bandit. Um, so he had Austin Cook, who also played well. I don't know exactly where he finished. Uh, Jason Day sucked. I don't know how Aaron Ryan Doug Gim did, but he he had a lot of his coins on Poston and Cook. And I know Cook played pretty well, but I don't know where he finished. Poston obviously finished up there in the top five, top ten. So he he made out really well with that. And then um, I don't remember where I put all of the picks that you had. Oh, you're on Denny McCarthy. He sucked. That was your Terrible. big guy. McCarthy played. Terrible. I was really expecting him to come out and ball out too, uh, but he he really didn't. I I want to back him this week, but it's hard to back him with him showing how good he can be and then how bad he can be at like a birdie fest course. And would you say know that- you say this course is more like it's it's more like uh, River Highlands in the fact that you got to be accurate off the tee, and if you are, you can make a bunch of birdies interesting though because it's like the hardest walk on tour this course is a monster like it's just brutal not counting augusta but yeah well yeah but it's i mean look at the scores like in past years like they take a deep you know yep 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 so sam uh let's see exactly what he said he was on um he texted it to us since he can't be here his top 40s, uh, he likes Doc Redman today. That's a name that we haven't heard in a while. Uh, but he, I know he's a Redman guy. Cypher, Poston, and Gim. So he's running back with Poston, running back with Gim. He likes his boy Chase Cypher this week. He took a couple weeks off of him, but he's back on Chase Cypher. Um, Poston is a risky one. I'm, I'm going to stand by it because the dude's made like two cuts this year. So, uh, But coming off his best week, maybe figure something out, keep that momentum going. I always love the Doug Gim pick. Uh, I don't know what it is about that guy, but I always root for him. I always like him. And he, if he can putt, then he'll be good. But you can say that about a bunch of guys. So um, that's where he is there. He also likes John Hutt and Scott Stallings to take top 40, top 20, top 10. He says he's going to do that with those two guys. Stallings played really well last week. And John Hutt, we know, we know Johnny go low can go low. That is facts. 
So those are the picks Sam's on. I don't think I share any of those. So these are the ones I'm looking at. I want to hear what you think about them. I'm definitely 100%, no question, going with Nick Hardy again this week. Love um, it. I don't know which ones. Top 40 is at minus 115. That seems like a slam dunk, the way he's been playing. Should be free. Should be, I, unless something happened where he just lost it over these, these last couple of days. I mean, that happens in golf. We all know that, but I really like that safe. I think top 40 plays this week are, are where the money's going to be made because there's, it's such a weak field and any of these guys. That's why I love this. Week. Can, can this, get crazy. This, this is, this is like a dream. This isn't an opposite field event. It's a regular event. And I feel like literally anyone can win. Webb Simpson is the, biggest name at this event and adam hadwin yeah it's crazy adam hadwin's the odds on favorite Webb simpson's right behind him and there's Think nobody there's nobody in the top uh the world golf rankings in the top 50 in the tournament this week it's crazy it's nuts Everybody i mean burger was he withdrew burger was but he withdrew yeah someone else kind of uh steve stricker withdrew not that that's a big name but or you know one of the better players anyways uh, someone else withdrew with Berger. Was it uh fuck? I can't remember who it was. Davis Riley. Riley. Yep. Thank you. Yep. So those two guys withdrew. Those are probably two of the top five favorites anyways. So, so, so much value, but also at the same time, it's hard to snipe out which one of these guys are going to do well. I'm riding. I'm going back with Nick Hardy. No doubt about it. I feel like everybody and everybody is going to be on Tagala this week, but I don't really care, so I'm probably going to do it as well. Thoughts on that? I'm, 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 here's the problem. I love him at the value he's been presented at all year, the, the, the north of the 80-to-1 number. He is 22-to-1. He is like the third or fourth favorite at the book I'm looking at. And look, I don't mind that, but I just don't see there being enough value. And then obviously with him being an odds on favorite, his ladder is going to be garbage. I was going to say, I think the play with him is to sprinkle on the win and just hope for that. I I don't think his placement value is really there this week. The only thing I'm wondering mentally now that this has happened twice, can, is this something that's going to hinder his progress for a couple of weeks? I don't know. Yeah, we don't know saying, how we don't know how he's going to bounce back from that. I know that he this as he quoted this one hurt like bad, right? Waste management beginning of the season, guys a rookie first full year on tour, you know, that's going to happen. Again, he's presented with the opportunity doesn't come out in his favor, says it hurt, family's there. I don't know. I don't know how he bounces back. I I'm not saying I'm not on it but I'm going to be a little cautious. You know, he's one of the guys that I've taken every single week because I like him and I think he's beyond skilled. I mean, that was his sixth top 10 of the year. Clearly the kid's got game. It's crazy, but I I don't know. I'm going to kind of sit this one out. I'm going to hope that he actually kind of plays bad in the first round. Not bad enough that he's on the cut line, but bad enough that he's kind of, you know, maybe three to four shots out of it, maybe even a little more. And then his value might get better. And then I might try to snipe him, but, Pre-tournament at those odds for me, I just, I'm not sure where I'm at with that. 
Well, kind of similar to what he like. Yeah, he started off hot last week, but he ended up three under after the first round, which was five shots back. That's what you're kind of hoping for here. Like, That's yeah, what you just want. just play play solid first round. Maybe drop down to that forty to one range and snipe him then. Right. All right. Um, a couple other guys that caught my eye that I like this week are Cameron Champ, Ryan Armour, and Sam Ryder. Thoughts on those guys? funny that you say champ when i was looking at the board and looking at guys that have won on tour within the last few years that maybe haven't played great this year but i but there's value and obviously they're good enough that they've won on tour cam champ came to mind so i am on that cam champ number i think it was like 70 to one um so that's one of my picks and Surprisingly, Sam Ryder was one of my picks. He uh, <laughs> at, at 125 to one is what he, I have him at. That's crazy value for a guy that's played. He had a little slump where he wasn't making cuts, but he played really good at the Travelers quietly. Um, I, I like that a lot. There's one name that you didn't name that I swore you would be on. Maybe he burned you last week, but Maverick McNeely. He did burn me last week. I swore you were going to tickle it again, but I don't know if I can. He was so all over the place. From it's not just like one, like he struggled on one hole or he struggled with one facet. It's like he was missing putts. He was pushing. He was hitting in the water off the tee. Couldn't find a fairway. He just didn't look good. So I was. I'm a little too scared. I kind of want to see my boy Maverick put one through before I. I he did top twenty. He did top twenty here last year. I did see that. He played well here last year. I'm, I'm looking for um, – I don't know where Cam Champ went on my – on, his, on the top went, 40 value. I got him at 70. I got him at 70, which is pretty Cameron good value. Champ, there he is. He's plus money to, to top 40, which, is, which I like. That's free, I, I would think. Yeah, so my favorite bets, I think – I'm going to be, I'm for sure play of the week is going to be Nick Hardy top 40 at minus 115 chance. I do top 20 at plus 210 coming in at second. We're going to do cam champ top 40 at plus 110. And then, Oh, one more kind of fun pick. Harry Higgs is in the field today, this week. Another guy that hasn't played very well this year, but has the ability to just, turn it on in a, in a weaker field, probably one of the bigger names I would think or more recognizable names just because of who he is and his, and his, uh, you know, rep or, you know, whatever you want to call it, his reputation, he's plus 200 to top 40. So I'm, I'm thinking about that as well. It's funny. You say that I was looking when I was at the travelers last week, I'm looking at the leaderboard on Sunday and then I'm looking at guys that are going to be playing here at John Deere. And I'm saying, who is going to be here that's going to have crazy value? I'm looking at wins first, right? Like, I'm always looking at a win first, then I'll go look at placement. So his name pops up. Then I see that he fires a smooth seven over on Sunday at, <laughs> at River Highlands. And I'm like, well, there's, there's too much error going on for me. So I actually was on that, and now I'm kind of backed okay. off. I don't hate it because clearly I thought about it, but seven over at that golf course. Yeah, it's not good. Guys are taking it deep. 
that's not ideal. Yeah, I'll probably end up going, but Sam Ryder hasn't been playing well either lately. He hasn't, but he finished strong at Travelers. That's what I kind of liked, seeing that positive incline. True, he did top 40, and that's what I'm looking for. I mean. 66 on, on Sunday, but before his, that, four straight missed cuts. He hasn't his, been playing that much. Right, but his placement bets have to be plus money. Like, yeah, it's I one, think, uh, think, 120 for 40. Yeah, I like that. I do too. I do too. He missed a cut at RBC. He missed a cut at Memorial. Missed a cut at Charles Schwab. Missed a cut at Byron Nelson. Came in third yeah. at the Zurich. Missed a cut at the RBC Two Heritage. Minutes, missed a cut at Valero. Missed a cut at Valspar. But before that, he was playing well. Yeah. That's he hasn't really I mean, he been playing little, well since February, March time. He had that little stretch where he missed a lot of cuts, but he's more than capable. Yes, I agree. I agree. So Sam Ryder might be my fourth. I'm only going to do four placement bets this week. It's Nick Hardy, Cameron Champ, probably Sam Ryder, I think will be the third one. And I mean, it's weird, but um, Morgan Hoffman just got on the field. I haven't seen him on the book yet. That's kind of tempting uh, because these guys that come in late are alternates usually just come in with nothing to lose and, and get busy with it. And a good example right. of that is this is Ryan Armour. He he was a he, someone withdrew late, and he went out there and played really well at the Travelers, opening yeah. round sixty eight. He's top forty in three of his last four tournaments. Not not really a fun name, but or like any of these young fun guys, but guy guy can uh, he can still play for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Uh, who else are you looking at then? Um, so I'm a, I'm, I'm in agreement with the rider that we talked about. Um, and then I'm in agreement with Sam on the chase Seifert ticket. Uh, I'd love that. I might even ladder him. Uh, haven't really thought it out, but there will be action on chase. Um, with Samo on Johnny Golo, huh? Nice. Um, I love that. He's been playing really good. He's an unbelievable ball striker. So uh, I, I like him a lot. And I'm also on the Scott Stallings. He has top 25 tier three out of four times in his last four years playing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good stat. Um, I, there's something about that guy, man. Like I, we always, I feel like his name comes up so often, like me or Sam, like, you know, He's like a fun guy to get behind. He's got that little sawed-off swing. He's powerful. Um, but there's something about him. Like, the guy's birdie bogey equity is insane. Like, he'll rattle off, you know, 25 birdies in a tournament but somehow shoot, you know, 10 under. Like, he, if he can eliminate the big mistakes, I think that's a guy you can look at this week maybe for the win. Um, again, there's just not going to be a ton of value in a weak field. He's probably, you know, top 10 favorite. So – and. You know me, I don't really enjoy betting those guys. Um, but I am going to give you a name that has not really been talked about ever, maybe, on this podcast. I, I think this is the first time you will hear this name. I could be wrong, but this could be the first time. And I'll give you a reason why. 
uh, first full year as a PGA Tour member, had success European Tour, and he quietly has seven top 25s in his last 12 events. So over 50% of his last 12 events played, he is top 25. There is value with his name as well. He is 90 to one on my book. Okay. okay. Christian Bezadenhut. Dude, I love Bezadenhut. He's 90 God. to one for you? 90 to one, or as you guys would say, 9,000. Dude, he's the third. F- what? Yeah. He's literally the third favorite on my book. That is crazy. He's, wow, you're getting crazy value with him. I'm a big Bezadenhut guy. My, uh, yep, the my value dad, is, he, yeah, wait. Wait, maybe he's just on DraftKings. Okay, I have him at 35 to 1 on my book. But DraftKings, he's okay. like one of the top three favorites. Yep. Um, I will point something else out. It's kind of interesting. I have some weird numbers this week. Uh, everyone I have spoken to has Johnny Huh at 40, around 40 to 1. On my book, he is 67 to 1. I have him at 50 to 1. Okay, so I have my odds for for these guys that I'm going to give you are pretty good. The Bezadenhut number, have to you have to. have to. He's one of the – he's a top five to ten player in this field, no question. Un- undoubtedly. And I actually – right there. The first time I heard of him was probably like two-ish years ago uh, because my dad said, this guy looks like you. So, oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. I Christian like Bezayden, who I yeah, I'm a, I'm actually a big fan of him. I like him a lot. I do too. And you know his story? I don't know much about him though. Uh, he has like a speech impediment. When he was two years old, he ate rat poison. <laughs> and they almost thought like he wasn't gonna live. And crazy story. Like you should read read up on it. It's pretty wild. What? The um, heck? yeah. So love that. That might be like my play of the week, and I'm gonna ladder that. Um, I love that. I if just, you can get good value on a Bazaynut ladder this week. You have to. He's minus yep. one ninety on DraftKings to top forty. So there's no there's no value I'm on that money. book. But but that's why you shop around books. Yeah, I think I think I looked yesterday. I can't recall the number, but I think he was plus one ten. So plus money. He was plus money. The ladder for him was plus money the whole way. So uh, I like that. I'm on that. I like yeah, that a I lot. Do. Um, now, this one is going to be kind of funny. Also, another name I swear we have never mentioned here. And just being in a weak field and the fact that he finished second here last year and he has value, I have to take it. Ryan Moore. <laughs> it's so gross, dude. It's I'm gross, not Ryan. dude. It's like I'm, taking Charlie Hoffman. It is. And I almost took him too, but. I am not a Ryan Moore fan whatsoever, but the value is there. The guy finished second last year. Um, I am all on that, all on that. Those are my picks so far with one first-round lead being Lucas Glover. As the defending champ, there is value in his first-round lead. I like it. I'm not going to go crazy with first-round leaders this week for the obvious reason that it's just a weird field, but – a guy that won the event last year, he's either going to be – it's a hangover from the win or clearly the course fits his game crazy and 
there's a chance he goes out and shoots, you know, a smooth little seven, eight under in, in round one. Um, with that being said, there's value. I am fading the top guys. I'm fading, you know, the, the Hadwin. I don't even know how Hadwin gets that block as the second favorite. I mean, I just tell <laughs> how weak the event is. Webb's been playing solid golf. It's hard for me to. He has been actually. He really has. And it's hard for me to fade him, but. You know, I think he finished T12 at the Travelers or T13 at the Travelers last week. So, I mean, he, he's playing good golf, but I just there's no value in me taking someone that's going to be like seven to one. It's yeah. not worth it. He, he's he's on my book, Webb Simpson's the uh, the odds on favorite to win um, at 12 to one. Yeah, he is on mine, too. So uh, I don't really like that at all. Um, the Buckley. The Buckley, I'm not oh, going to say. I forgot I've been about saying, Buckley. Yeah, I'm not going to say the latter just because I think he's got game and I think he can play well. But I am going to do the top 40 again. I am going to do I the top to. 40. Again. I have to. He just, uh, I he feel really, hit that. Yeah, I feel really, really comfortable with the top 40. Um, and, you know, the kid's been playing solid. He, he's one of those rookies that, that's flashy. Uh, the three rookies that I've loved all year that I have literally taken all year and then Hardy, you know, as of late, but it was been Alex Smalley, yep. Tagala, and Hayden Buckley. So those are guys that I'll kind of evaluate after round one, see where they're at and maybe sprinkle some win action. But I do love the Hardy uh, ladder and I do love the Hayden Buckley top 40. Yeah, Buckley top 40 on DraftKings is plus 170. So I love that. Hardy, top 40 for me, minus 115, running it back with those two for sure. Cameron Champ is going to be a new addition, and then I'm going to choose between Ryan Armour and Sam Ryder for my top, my four placement picks. I do love that. Um, I, have, I have two picks that I want to give out. That's something that we don't normally do, but European Tour, DP World Tour, whatever. This week's event, it is the Irish Open. The one the – one, the two bets that I made, I'm going to give out. I would be shocked if it doesn't happen. First round lead, take Shane Lowry or Seamus Power. Horses for courses. They both grew up playing at this golf course. It's yep. not a strong field. Two Irishmen at the Irish Open. There's value. I think they're both like, I think Shane Lowry's 28 to one for first round lead and Power is like 33 to one. Sprinkle on both of those guys first round lead. I promise you, if it doesn't hit, at least it, it was competitive. So uh, that that is something a little additive that I'm on as well. Yeah, they actually have a for on my book. They have tournament matchups, round matchups, all these all these extra props for the Irish Open, but they don't have them for the John Deere yet. So if I do matchups this week, I'm probably gonna have to sprinkle with some some Irish Open action and find. Uh, find some value out there. I don't know a lot of these guys, but you know, Min Woo Lee is playing against uh, Dean Burmester and Thorberg Olsen. I know Min Woo Lee. I've seen Olsen around a little bit, but I, I don't know much about Burmester. Um, I gave uh, Burmester on the pod. Dean's good. He's won before. Okay. And Thorb has been around forever. No, not. Oh, wait. Oh, oh Thorborn Olsen. Yeah. Yeah. He's been around forever. He had the lawsuit. He was, for hitting his wife or something, but damn, okay. He was popular in the. They've got some names over there this week, though. 
Thomas Peters, Herbert, Padraig, Aaron Rye, Lowry, Powers, they both Hodge guards are over there. Um, yeah, it's they, definitely, you know, the tour, the PGA tour is losing a strong, you know, a strong number of guys by this happening. But I just think, look, you if you don't know all the guys in it, two guys that have played there. Yeah. They don't sprinkle Lowry. I was going to say, they don't, they don't mind losing them this week in the, the Irish Open. That's what, well, that's one of the bigger European tour events of the year, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So. so they don't mind that. And Astros just took the lead. We love that. <laughs> um, all right. So Shane Lowry, Seamus Power, Sprinkle, first round leader for the Irish Open. And then um, with all this live stuff going on, speaking of the European tour, PGA just announced a 13-year partnership with them, which is enormous. That that announcement was the biggest thing PGA's done since all this happened, in my opinion. Um, and the key keynote here is every year the top 10 of the what's called the DP tour is, is what the is the European tour for those that don't know. Um, every year the people that finish top 10 on that tour get their PGA tour card now. And what is, is it? Is it Q School or Corn Ferry where they're getting giving out more cards as well? Giving out more cards, Corn Ferry Tour and Q School. So, so all around, they're just slinging out a lot more cards now, which is great. And I agree with you. This is the best thing that they have done. Kyle Tucker just homer, dude. Four zero Astros. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty free today. We love that. Um, sorry, I'm, distractions. I love that. Um. No, I totally agree with you. This is the best thing. And look, we have had different opinions on this, but I, and I'm not saying I was right, but this is what I, this is why I wanted this to happen because the changes that needed to be made on the PGA tour, they were going to feel threatened and they were going to have to make changes. Every change that has been made has been for the better. This is an amazing day as a golf fan, as someone that works in golf, as someone that's caddied on tour. Like this is an amazing day. This is they're changing the mold of the developmental tours. And I would not be surprised if you see changes to Latin America tour, Canadian tour, right? So Latin America tour, it's only five cards to Corn Ferry. Canadian tour, it's only five cards to Corn Ferry. So I think there will be more changes coming. But as you said, that news today is awesome. Like that, that's big. And and more to that the PGA tour is going to do whatever they can to align themselves with every other tour aside from live. It's basically, they're going to, they're going to keep doing what they can to hand out cards, to get in partnerships with these tours, entice them to you know, hand out more cards, give out bigger purses, whatever it may be, because yeah, they've lost some guys to live, but look who really left. I mean, it's guys like Matthew Wolf, 23 years old, the young, Chasing a bag, sure. Bryson doesn't have a reputation to really uphold. Um, hasn't been playing well for a couple of years now. Same with Brooks. And Brooks is like an evil villain now. He's totally turned. Everybody hates him now. Um, especially the other players on tour. They, they're really upset with Brooks. I don't know if you've seen all of that. but um, And, yeah, they went and chased a bag. But um, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I really think that the live – format is going to get stale really quick and these changes wouldn't have happened it to to their credit 
um, the changes, these changes that the PGA Tour is making wouldn't have happened if Liv didn't um, snag these guys and, and be what it is. So I agree. So we have to thank uh, the Liv Tour for that. But at the same time, you know, I'm not going to watch any of it. So if you're looking for Liv Tour bets, I got nothing for you. I think the format stinks. Um, I mean, Patrick Reed made some comments about unfairness. It was like, if anybody can talk about fairness and equality and on a golf course, I think Patrick Lee's the, the last guy to do that uh, <laughs> based on his, uh, his reputation and whatnot. So it is what it is. Uh, a lot of good news coming out from the PGA tour this past week or two. And I expect more to come. Honestly, they've made changes. They made changes fast. So it's exciting to see. I agree. I agree big time. I think the, the one thing for me is there's live is still getting guys, right? So they got Carlos Ortiz this week. They got Matt Wolf this week. Um, and that's fine. That, that, that'll keep happening. But again, I think it's only going to be good measures. Like PJ tour is going to have to make, keep making changes. And eventually you'll think that guys will be like, wow. Okay. We left and we left for just a bag. So now we're just rich, but it's not really what we thought it was. And the other thing that's interesting is the, the thing that surprised me is that, did you see they signed that kid at Oklahoma state? Yeah. They're going after college kids. Right. So they signed the kid from Oklahoma state. who's like the number two college golfer in the world. And he got a bag, which is crazy. And then ironically, they reached out to Pearson Cootie who played at Texas. And I don't know if you read that article. That was a golf digest article. He, he was the first guy to come out and explain how he got this pitch. They like rent, like Norman had some random guy call him while he was at college. Cause he just graduated mm -hmm. and said, look, we're doing this. Here's three mil you down. And he was like, uh, that sounds amazing. And that's crazy. Cause I'll never, you know, I've never seen me like that, but I have integrity and I've always wanted to play on the PGA tour. That's my lifelong dream. So he turned it down. But, and then ironically ends up winning this week's corn fairy event. I saw so, that. I did see that. That was really cool. Well, yep. that, that was like a third start or something, right? Yep. And he won. So now, I mean, now he's got his PGA tour card pretty much wrapped up, but I think that's good when there's still some integrity in the game and you don't have these young guys just chasing a bag because they see dollar signs. Um, but again, this live will continue to get guys. I promise you, you know, six podcasts from now we'll have lost 12 more guys, which that's fine. Um, and I'm still for the live stuff. I just think the format's so corny, as we've said multiple times. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, they'll keep getting guys, but how many of them will have a major, like that Morikawa rumor? Yeah. If they got Morikawa, that would have been huge to me. The but... Xander rumor was huge, but now I wonder if anything changes because he just won. And I think if I think Hideki would be a big one too, just because he's far and away the best Japanese golfer like ever. If he made that jump to right. live, I think that would that would hurt the PGA Tour. But other than that, Xander, yeah, that Xander would hurt because. But I think it would hurt more because he's one of the younger guys. I don't think people realize how young Xander is. Only 27, 28 years old. Right, but he live. I agree. Liv and has his have better. It. He has his best golf ahead of him still as well. Right. And Liv didn't get guys that are, you know, young guys that have won. Like, they didn't get, like, a Scotty Scheffler type or something like right. that. 
where, where it would actually hurt the, the youngest winner they got was Matthew Wolf. And we know how he's playing now. Right. But in Liv's defense, Brooks Kepka maybe hasn't done anything in a while. Dustin Johnson maybe hasn't done anything in a while. Bryson DeChambeau maybe hasn't, but they sell themselves marketing wise. Those are yeah, big name sure. guys yeah, that have sure. a fan base, you know, for now anyways. Um, all right. We're done. We're out of time. That's going to wrap it up. We'll be seeing you next week. We have the open coming up, not next week, but yep. coming up and good luck to all of those. Tiger. Good luck. Yeah. Tigers, Tigers back and good luck this week at the John Deere Irish open. Peace.